Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Lee, Shane, Paul, and James. Uh, Everton won, Bournemouth nil in our last game of the season. It came right down to the wire in a really nervy afternoon, um, but we got the job done and we survived. And what an incredible roller coaster of emotions that was yesterday. Um, yeah, we were otherwise engaged, and then you know we were <laughs> we've had time to gather our thoughts and give our heads a wobble and and look at things clearly now and and do a little review. So, um, Paul, I'll start with you, mate. Um, you were you were there, obviously, and and you know we've seen the lineup, and you know we've seen this back five, back three, whatever you want to call it, with Cody coming coming in, and I'm looking at it going, Dice, it's. Oh, like he's forced into the change because of injuries, but you know Cody is—he hasn't played for a, a while. I can't remember the last game he played was at the Forest one. So, you know, I'm thinking like Dice is—he's he's brave, taking just throwing him straight in. But I don't know. You felt mate with the lineup? Were you were you confident that we'd get the job done? Um, no, no, I've got to say, um, I was worried about the pace of Bournemouth because from from watching Bournemouth, well, what I've seen of them, they are a quick team and got very quick counters and it seems to wear, you know, a lot of fast passing and, and a lot of like really good movement. So when I seen that, I thought our three big lads there at the back, yep. limited on the wings and they were, for, I think for the first 10, 15, they definitely doubled up down the flanks. Yeah. Um, and also obviously as we were spreading over, I think this Agana guy was obviously coming over, helping Garner out. Mm. Onana was drifting out to, uh, and Awoe, we were drifting out uh, to help McNeil. So there was space in the middle and so I, he settled down though, thankfully. So, but the first, yeah, the first bit of it, I thought, oh my God, he's going to have mm. to change this. He needs yep. to change it now. So, um, I must admit, a lot of the crowd were calling for changes within 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, it did settle down. Um, and I think, yeah, it seemed to work. <laughs> it did. Um, I can't recall too many chances other than our own making that we gifted them. So, mm. yeah, I think we we did settle down a bit then. But obviously, then as you're settling down into the game, um, obviously there is news coming through of, of the results and or, or score lines and other games. So, yeah, that sort of like shifted the crowd. So it was a it was a roller coaster of emotions. But yeah, the lineup didn't it didn't fill us with confidence. Um, yeah, it literally, look, you're looking at the right and left back, and you're thinking, oh, this is this is looking really dodgy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but they did settle down. To be fair, they stuck to a game plan. Um, and weirdly, what I noticed in the in the warm ups, they were practicing balls over the top. So they had yeah. it's weird to see this. Mm. So they had the three centre half standing and and, and McNeil um, and Garner, and someone was floating balls over the back, and you could see them actually moving to to cover each other. So yeah. It was actually you could actually see what they were going to try and do, and, and nice. to be fair, it was effective. Yeah. Mm. So um. Yeah. Yeah. I I was yeah very 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 nervous about it, but in the end, yeah, I think uh, he pulled it off thankfully. Yeah, definitely. Uh, lads, how, how were we uh, feeling before the game? Sick to the stomach. Um, Shane, I'll I'll come to you, mate. You really sick and nervous, and how I was, mate, and um, it's just a horrible feeling, wasn't it? Just all, all weekend leading up to it, weren't it? Um, yeah. And like Paul said there, that when the when the starting eleven come out, you know you've got Garner at right back or wing back, but you know shout out to him because he he looked like fucking Rolls Royce there, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. He he really looked that like, you know he filled in the role and he he done a job there. Um. I think 
the other thing as well, like you say, with Cody coming in just out of nowhere, sort of thing, but it was forced. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Gray, I don't think he'd played really any minutes under Dice at all. Yeah. Um, and then into the game, I thought that the way this like sad sort of set up, it I think it suits Sims more being up top, yeah, just being a bigger fella mm. rather than Gray Gray running onto the end of loose balls and stuff at first, obviously before we scored. Um, and just because he's he's quite indecisive as well. Yeah. Um, I think we've said it before, we've had players like that, you know, the likes of like Delafeu and Walcott and stuff, uh, who are wingers who, who have played up front as well. So mm-hmm. it sort of showed uh, for a bit. Um, but yeah, nervous anxiety all the way up into it. And then, I mean, the, the worst for me was uh, was in that when the, we were, I was watching the game on the telly and the, uh, they brought the table up. And it was us in the red zone when Leicester yeah. obviously scored against West Ham, and then it just it sort of uh, just like hit me like the reality of it. I was like shit, like we are down here if we don't yeah. like sort of been complacent about it to be honest. Even though I, I I'd said that I felt like it was going to happen after the Fulham game, yeah, I sort of had in the back of my head sort of like a like a privileged sort of thought and feeling that like we can't go down no matter what, yeah, um. And then, like say, the anxiety and the and the stuff like that started creeping in over the weekend. Of, you know, we done it last season, pushed it right to the end, and you know maybe we've used our, you know, our look up sort of thing, and like this is it now. Especially yep. like I say, when Leicester score, but definitely, yeah, just a, just a weight off the shoulders, just a relief more than happy. Yeah. Um. And I, I think if anybody's seen any of the coverage after the game, the players talking, and then obviously Carragher before and after the game as well, I think he he said they're all spot on. Um, yeah. And I, I know we'll we'll come on to it about the board and stuff, but yeah, it's relief more than anything. Yeah, big time, mate, big time. Lee, I know you're obviously in Cornwall at the moment, and um, you know we I don't know if you noticed, mate, when you were watching, if you managed to see it, but yeah, I mean, obviously. It's his last game for us yesterday, and and he walked across the pitch on his own, uh, t- trying to take in and soak up the atmosphere and stuff on his own beforehand, and you know going over to a couple of staff members, and he, and he looked a bit, uh, he looked a bit um, choked up, you know, yeah, you mean it, but he played his last game. Um, how, how did you think he he fared yesterday? He was, I thought he was colossal. Yeah, I thought all the defenders were. To be fair, yeah, I really do. I don't think uh, very. I mean. Was it Tarkovsky give the ball away in the first half? Mm. I led to one day chance a chance that they had. Yeah. But apart from that, I don't think he put a foot wrong. Cozy cleared one off the line. Yeah. I thought Mina won virtually every head that he went for. Yeah. He was just and special mention for Ghana because I think he played ten minutes against Wolves at right wing back. Yeah. And he never played. He actually said it on the um, he'd done an interview with Everton after that Wolves game saying I've never played there, but if the manager wants me there. So that made me think that that was in the manager's plans going into the match. Mm. The way that, like he said that, like the day after the Wolves game, yeah, pulling the performance like that at that age when he hasn't he's been injuries had injuries this year, yeah. barely played. I thought, I thought all of them, every single one of them. Mm. I mean, you know, we've slacked off players for fun on this pod and rightly so sometimes. Yeah, but. I'm not going to slag any of them off today. No. Just unbelievable. 
Yeah. They made my. I've, I only came on holiday on Saturday morning, so I was. It would have been a horrible last five or six days of my holiday <laughs> if the worst would have happened. But thankfully, I can enjoy my holiday now. Mm. Yeah, definitely, yeah. mate. It's a huge relief, uh, James. How, how was you feeling, mate? Um, during the first half, because obviously it was it was goalless up until half time, and, and you know at half time as. The lad said there, um, Leicester were winning their game. So, what were you feeling at that time, mate? Felt sick. Yeah, uh, I was. I was in bits. I was like, at one point, I didn't even want to watch it. I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't put myself through it. But mm. it was. It was when Leicester scored. My heart just sank, and that, like Shane said, the reality just sort of kicked in. And it was like, shit, we can't, we could go down here if we yeah. don't book up our ideas, but. Getting into half time at nil nil, I don't think Dice panicked at all. Mm. I think there was a bit of nerve around the ground, even though I wasn't there. You could feel it, yeah, um, feel the tension and everything. You cut it with a knife, but when when that goal went in, just a little bit of relief opened up. But then yeah. it was still like we've got half an hour to to carry on watching this, and then with the ten minutes at the end, felt like an eternity. Yeah, it, it was it, it was horrible. I can't imagine yeah. being there and like. Overall, I just made up we got the job done, but mm. always do. We didn't score an easy goal, did we? That's oh, a <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, in the first half, to be fair, like I, I don't think we had a couple of chances. I think Idris Gay, Gay played his best game since he's been back, in my opinion. I thought he was phenomenal. Uh, and you could see he was really, really trying. And he was taking a couple of nice shots, getting himself into the box as well. Um, so we, we created a couple of things, but nothing like... I thought we could, you know, like clear cut chances. I'd say, um, Paul, how, how do you feel, mate? Do you feel like we we deserve to get something in the first half and going maybe one nil up at half time, or were you feeling right? Okay, this is this is starting to get a bit nervy now. It could go either way. This, yeah, I think um, it was nervy to start with, and then the longer you go in, you just think them. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to mm. happen today. Yeah. Um, you know, probably reduced to long range uh, shots. I think Dice touched on it in terms of overloading their box. Mm. There wasn't any of that. So there was a couple of decent boards into the area, but there was nobody there. Yeah. Um, where we might have had like a, a Richarlison in the past or a thick Calvert Lewin. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it just felt like we were too nervous to, to, to take a chance at any point in the game. And we could sense that in the crowd. Yeah, because you know, the majority of it, you're on your feet and you're going, come on, get in the box. But there was none of that. There mm. was like, they were too nervous to leave a gap. And you can understand it. Do you know what I mean? It's on a knife edge. And, and if yeah. we go a goal behind, lads, we know nine times out of ten in this team and this yeah. season, we ain't coming back. Mm. Um, Even from 1-0 down, head sink. Yeah. Seen it so many times, especially at home. It's probably been one of the worst seasons at home I've seen ever. Yeah. In all the years I've been going, so... Yeah, I, I understand the nervousness, but I think if we had just took a chance there a couple of times, um, we would have definitely been comfortable at by mm. half time, I think. Um, and that would have been brilliant that watching the second half couple of a couple of goals up. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't to be, but uh, yeah, I think it's been touched on there uh, by the lads. It took a wonder strike again. Mm. Um and by that time, literally it couldn't have been time perfect because it you sort of see past into that, that half an hour left and it gets worse. I think the crowd would have got on top then. I think you would have felt, and the players would have felt the pressure even more then. Yeah. Um, because you could feel it starting to just flatline a little bit. You mm. know, we were forcing some songs out and stuff like that, but 
yeah, it was starting to build. So yeah, I think there was that uh, <laughs> the nervousness setting in that we we just weren't gonna do it. But yeah, thankfully, lads, we did. Jeez, yeah, guys. definitely. Um, was, was there any people there uh, sitting there with little radios and that following the Leicester West Ham game? Yeah, <laughs> I've got weirdly <laughs> the, the girl next to me, a friend, just about get a little bit of signal for a text. So she kept just flashing me the phone. So you could see the tech coming through that Leicester. Well, obviously come through about Leeds first, yeah. then Leicester. So I was passing it down the line. Uh, <laughs> you could just see everyone's face. So is it? Is it? Is it one nil? Yeah, it's one nil. It's one nil. And then the Leicester one come through, and then we were all looking at each other. And I was going, "Get Sims on, get Sims." <laughs> desperation kicks in then because yeah. the Mari Gray was trying, but he kept going out wide. And as I say, mm. we just weren't getting people in the box. So yeah, lads, it was just a pressure cooker. So yeah. And I think my biggest worry was if we didn't do it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's in the past. That that's uh, that's yeah. gone. So yeah, it's it's mental. It's mental it to mental. sit here and think about you know the the sheer relief. Like and it it still hasn't sunk in that you know what's just happened. I, I kept expecting us to go down. Like for about three months, I've been saying we'll, we'll go down. Yeah. And yeah. you know to you know to be safe now. Dice has come in. He's done a job. This is exactly what he's been paid to do. He's got his bonus for keeping us up. Thanks very much. Like done a good job there, but um, Shane, how, how were you feeling that when when you seen, you know, Leicester going uh, ahead there? They went two 0 up at one point, and do you think like right, that's it then? Because because to be fair, mate, even after the decorey goal, Bournemouth had a few chances. Like if they'd have just snuck one in, it'd have been game over then. Like yeah, I think like Paul said, I think everyone's probably feels the same. That if it was you know that game was to go. You know, we were to go one nil down. Then you know it's a mountain to climb, especially when even at that point, because of the Leicester game, we'd have had to have, we'd have had to have come back two one up to because yeah. uh, the draw wouldn't have been enough. Mm. Um, you know, Case and West Ham for not doing a job for us, like, but I didn't expect <laughs> much from them because of the final they've got going into it. Uh, yeah. Not, I don't think they were really playing for anything, but. Mm. Yeah, there was a there was a few times, but I think for the majority of it, I think you know was confident with us keeping it out. Um, yeah. Like Lee said as well, like I don't think any of them really any of the backline had a bad game. Mm. Um, you know, I, th- I think you know try try and keep it positive, but I think some of the there was some of the like attacking players that was suspect. I think it was you know it was, I don't know what it was like for you, Paul, in the ground, but. It was proper getting on my nerves, like the way the. I think the players could start to feel that something wasn't coming, mm. and then you had like um, Gray was throwing himself down to the ground, and it was like, but in ways that looked unnatural. And then I yeah. think uh, I think Conan or Decore might have as well. Mm. Um, and then you, that's what that's when you start to get nervous. Then where you're like, well, if something happens, we're not gonna get it because he's been doing it a few times, or yeah, you know, the players are nervous here, so. You know, they think and that it's not gonna come. Um and then obviously like Paul said as well, we were whipping decent balls into the box and there's no one there. And I think like you mm-hmm. said, just them nervous not get not to get caught out in the transition. Um yeah. and it, we've seen it all season as well. I mean, when we haven't had Calvert Loon and they're still playing in that format and Mo Pies up front. Yeah. I was just made up that he didn't start, to be honest. <laughs> I'm telling you, mate, I've been absolutely delighted he didn't get a, a single minute, like, honestly, it would been the worst thing in the world. But um, now, Paul, did did we have a, a penalty shout? And Lee, I'll come to you in, in a minute, mate, but Paul, did did you feel like we had a penalty shout at one point? Uh, 
not for me, lad. And I think Shane's spot on there because I had perfect views of us right on my side. And yeah. honestly, it was desperate. It was. I know mm. you'll, you'll get analysed. I've seen the clips on, on Twitter and stuff like that. It was a definite pen. Not when you're seeing it in real time. Honestly, it, it, I could see why the referee didn't entertain it. Honestly, yeah. he was just throwing himself down. Mm. Throwing us down for a, a few free kicks and it was getting desperate. I think they yeah. knew. He had to try and break the deadlock somehow, and, and yeah. it was it was adding to it. And even I was going. I said to the lads around me, "That ain't a, that is not a penalty." Mm. I think it was yeah. the two, wasn't it? And I said, "They're not penalties. They're not." Yeah. There's no. a couple of times with the pushes and that. They're not pens for me, mate. There's not enough on them. Do you know what I mean? It's a physical game. If we're talking that, every single nudge and mm. on a shoulder or anything's a pen. Then yeah. I won't bother going anymore. That's it's not. It's it's a physical game. Yeah. Um, so we could see Damari Gray, what he was trying to do. Yeah, you know, you might get one, you never know. But mm. he made pens for me, lads, and, and we all knew that. There was yeah. those half hearted shouts, you know what I mean? Mm. But that that raised the temperature because we at that point I, I was thinking this is looking like one of those games where we're just not gonna we're not gonna yeah. score. Yeah. Um, they, they didn't look like there was enough cutting edge. Mm. There was there was there was not, there wasn't anything really. I think we were comfortable, don't get me wrong, but yeah, and that's why the pressure was mounting then. And I, I was, I was calling for Sims. I thought just get someone up front, yeah. try a few long balls, push the Corey and Onana up on him, and let's just go for it. But yeah, uh, yeah they stuck to a game plan, and, and thankfully it come off. But yeah, it was spot on. That they, they, they weren't penalties for me. They really yeah, weren't. Definitely desperate, desperate attempts, lads. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like, like that myself when I was watching it. Um, they were just trying a bit too hard to try and do something and. I think the ref, to be fair, apart from obviously adding 10 minutes on, which we'll come to it in a bit, but apart from that, I think he had a fairly decent game. Like um, He was consistent all around, I feel, for both sides. Like um, As I said, apart from the end bit. But Lee, um, the goal did eventually come, mate, on the 56th minute. Abdelai Decore with an absolute thunder bastard of a shot just outside the box there. Um and it goes over, Idrissa Gay floats one over to uh, Onana, and I don't even think Onana wins the header. It comes off the uh, Bournemouth defender and actually just bounces straight down to, to the core. And he just, the way he opens his body up and shapes it with the technique, and, and he buries it in the bottom corner, mate. The goalkeeper stood there rooted, and the place goes fucking wild. Tell us about that, lad. What a fucking goal. I mean, he joins the. Um... The great last day heroes, Barry Horn, yeah, Gareth Faraday, doesn't he? And mm. you know what? When you actually look, I seen a still. He's got the exact same body shape and technique as Gareth Faraday before he hits it. Yeah, seen. And I mean, yeah. That, yeah. And I think it was the it, right footed as well, and he hit it yeah. with his left, mm. both on the weak foot as well. It was just a mirror image goal. Oh, yeah. I mean, really there's nice. Not much more you can say. What you said, John, it wasn't. Absolute thunder bastard of a shot, yeah. And I, I think I've seen a few ex like pundits and that saying, like, I think that was the only way we were going to score. Mm. Uh, I do disagree with I, I think all of the pen shots that they had with their were like they weren't penalties, mm. but the one for me that was was um the Cozy one. I, oh, yeah. I do not understand. I mean, Cozy's in midair and mm. the player clearly pushes them. Now, I don't think Cody's going to score off it, but he's yeah. definitely going to get the flick on. Mm. And for me, that is a stonewall penalty because the kid's in mid-air. He's, he's out of control of his own body in a way. Yeah. And he gets a clear push. But 
at the end of the day, we don't get fucking penalties. And at the end oh. of the day, we didn't need to. So mm. fuck the Premier League. Yeah. We don't <laughs> need no help. We do it our own way. We do mm. it the hard way, but we yeah. do it our own way. <laughs> so definitely mate. No, yeah. it was it was a bit of magic from Decore, James. I've I've been bashing Decore in the last few weeks, mate, and uh, you know, calling him all kinds, saying he's you know, he's just all shins and what have you and you know, he, he didn't deserve the extension, mate, but he, he's fully earned it there, hasn't he? Give he's he's earned the next twelve months pay based off that goal. Oh, absolutely. It was an absolute rocket. I think my stream was just behind because I got a notification on my phone before it went. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it spoiled it for me. But I've <laughs> seen the goal. Oh, my word. It was it was such a good goal. Yeah. Like, we've seen some seen some stunners there, but that one, when it mattered, he could hit that another 400 times and he wouldn't hit it as sweet as he'd done that. Yeah. I used to think he said he mishit it, didn't he? Yeah. Well, Neville on comments, he said that it took a slight deflection, didn't he? But I didn't, I didn't no, see it. No, I don't think it did. It was it that sweetly that it, it looked like it did. But yeah, when you were saying then about um, chances created, that grey one, I thought was going to be the one that haunted us. Mm. He seemed to like not fully commit himself to it. He sort of like tried to just like, oh yeah, just not this in without just going, putting his head right through the ball. Yeah, he was scared but, to edit. Yeah, I was so relieved when that goal went in. It was like, like I said before, it just relieved that little bit of pressure, but mm. and he still realised he had like 40 minutes left to endure and nail by. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, a, it was an absolute... Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, Paul, tell us, mate, how it felt in the ground when that went in. And uh, was it as shaking as much as Gary Neville said? Lads, I'm not joking, mate. It Goodison took a breath, I swear down. <laughs> As he hit that, the ground took a breath. And no one of them things where time stands still. Yeah. Literally did for about mm. half a second. And it hit the net, mate. I had someone's kid over me. I don't even know where the kid come from. <laughs> I think it just ran by me, so I had him up in the air. My phone went about, he rose down. Some fella actually found it, so my phone. Um, <laughs> and it just went on for about... What felt like ten minutes. Yeah. Um. It was. I don't think I've celebrated a goal like that. I haven't. I haven't. Mm. Is that yeah. where the other time come on then? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's just. Yeah. It, it did shake the old the old lady shook lads. Honestly, yeah. it really did. I think Gary Neville said, didn't he? He, he felt it shake. It did. Um. Mm. People were just bouncing up and down, and and we do we do good limbs at Goodison, don't we? Yeah, and away, but that was something else, honestly. Um, and then people grabbing you, from, you know, from behind, three rows back, you're on your seat. It was just brilliant. I wish I could just relive that twenty seconds again. Mm. Um, in my life, it was yeah. incredible. The sound. I come out. You know when you come out of a nightclub and your ears are bursting. <laughs> honestly, I think it was off that in the end, and it felt like I was deaf for about ten minutes. Honestly, it was <laughs> absolutely. It was rocking, lads, honestly. Yeah. I wish it all could have been there, but it was unreal. Um, mm. Yeah, and when I hit that net, I've never never had an outpouring of a match. Any stress you've had in your life, just come out and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Everything stress, work, stress, family stress, whatever. Yeah. Um, come out in that moment, boys. And uh, yeah, it was something else, honestly. And I know it's, we didn't really want to celebrate staying up, but my God, because um, it's, it's kind of like a... A horrendous season, but we've stayed up. But yeah, it was celebrated like we'd won something. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah. 
Um, and it was just immense, lads. On it really was. It was an out of body experience, and yeah, yeah, that was for the fans. That it really was not the players, mm. not the board, anyone. It was just it was a minute for the fans just to embrace each other and yeah, just say you know that's that that really is like what we've waited all season for. Just that one moment, definitely. Um, you can see how much he meant to the core there as well. He was crying. Yeah, that, it's you know what it's mad as well because. Just see them pouring towards the corner of the park end, and mm. um, we had the subs here, and, and the subs were sort of in the crowd and stuff like that, warming down towards the Gladys Street end. And Pickford was just doing like it was just honestly, it was just immense. Um, yeah, just we just lost ourselves as you lads did, you know what I mean? But mm. could only say from in the ground, it was just electric chaos, um, mate. Yeah, honestly, lads, really, really yeah, nice. the best fans in the world. Yeah, <laughs> we're, not, we're all biased, but. The shit 100%, we put up with, 100%. honestly. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it, what you think it was. It was. It really was. Yeah. No, I, I was in town and uh, my, my drink well and truly went all over the place. Like I had to put <laughs> shorts on. I had to go in the bathrooms and dry my shorts on the dryer. Honestly, I mean, it was chaos. Like everyone was just you jumping on the table. <laughs> oh mate, it was it was nuts. Honestly, it was really really nice and. It was just one of the moments, as you say, just euphoric, like, and just as you said, mate, just a complete outpour of emotion. Um, you just didn't—I didn't know where to look or, or what to say. I just blatant loads of shouting noises and stuff, and just screaming. It was just incredible. But um, we we had a long way to to hang on after that because we we scored in the fifty-six minutes, Shane. Um, we had a long way to go, and then obviously the ref being, you know, the ref adding ten minutes on. I haven't seen ten minutes all season, mate. What's what's going on there? Like, what the hell? Well, the, you know, Paul saying there about it being like a minute or a minute and a half, you know, celebrating it, and then it's like you, you realize then like shit, there's still half an hour left here. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like the nerves just carry on, um, mm. and then yeah, uh, you know, with the whole Solanke and Pickford thing, I think you know. I, I I was watching it in a, someone else someone else's house. I was yeah. at a barbecue, and we'd said, "Oh, you know, there's probably going to be about five six minutes, maybe, because I know that that Brooks went down injured as well, and all yeah. of our players. I think Cody tried to pick him up himself. Yeah. Um. Well, I I was saying to the lads as well just before the game, like they seem to the like you know with the Wolves game as well. We scored in the the ninety ninth minute. I think it mm. was Werner. Yeah. Um, and I said, I, I think the Premier League, or whether they've come out and said it and have missed it, but they're doing like what they've done in the World Cup, mm. um, where they are literally adding on these minutes. But those ones they added on to the, to our game, I don't know where they come from. As no. I say, I was expecting like six minutes, seven minutes, maybe on a push, but yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, we, there, there was like a barrage of, of chances for them and we're keeping them out and you know we, we've seen it when we played the five the back I think we mentioned as well on another pod about uh, you know it was Lampard's team but it was when we were playing that five the back against City and that's it just kept on kept on coming the waves of it and like, like we've said they they just they stood up tall and they, they make themselves counted and um, they stood up to it and they dealt with it yeah Definitely stood tall and, and actually gave everything for the cause yesterday. Um, every single player on the pitch gave everything. And, you know, we, we call them shit houses because let's be real, they haven't been good enough all season, you know, and, and 
on the Frank Lampard. I think some of them just completely down tools as well. And but yesterday they did fight for the fans. We see in the banners and stuff. But Lee, um, they had a chance, mate. Where I think someone nodded it down to them. I think it was Kiefer Moore actually, and uh, they had a chance very, very similar to uh, the Corey's shot and Pickford. My word, he made a great save, didn't he? Yeah, um, I think it was that um, that beer, was it? The young lad that came on, yeah, off the bench, and he hit it. He hit it sweet. Like the one thing I will say, it was at a, it was at a good height for Pickford. Yeah, but the fact that it came through like a crowd of players, um, it obviously, I mean, there's a reason why he's England's number one. I mean, even if we went down, I think Southgate would come out and said, regardless, he is still England's number one. Yeah. So and he's proven. I mean, he was instrumental last year and mm. saves against Chelsea away at the bridge and I, that wonder save at Goodison Park. Yeah. Basically was part of the reason we stayed up. Mm. You know, with penalty save against Madison that would have left us three one down against Leicester. Yeah. I, I can't speak highly enough of him. I'm so glad that he signed that contract before the season was finished, before our fate was sealed. Mm. Because he's an Everton player and I hope he remains an Everton player for a long time. Yeah, because you don't get goalkeepers. Goalkeepers are very hard to come by. Yeah. The hardest position in the pitch to fill. Mm. So, and we've got really, I'd say, close to being a world class goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't think he's quite there yet, but he's still quite young for a goalkeeper. Mm. So he's got a good bit of learning to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Can't speak highly enough of him. He's one of the few players. In this squad, that if we do sell him or he leaves, I'll be absolutely devastated. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mate. Yeah, no, so. I, th- I think you're right, mate. I think it, sometimes he's a bit, a bit ropey, but you know some of the saves he pulls off are certainly in the world class category. That's for sure. Um, it's, I was I just going to say there as well. Where, I know where the ten minutes come from. Go on, mate. Ivan Tony had a bet on for one of the matches to go over hundred <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Do you know what, mate? You're probably not far off there. Wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Um, James, ten minutes, mate. I mean, what the hell? Like, I, like I said, I I can't remember the, a game where you know we've seen apart from obviously the Wolves one. It hasn't happened often this season, but surely you're thinking like you can't just throw that on at the end of it. Are you thinking like Jesus Christ, they won us gone here because there was only six minutes added on in the Leicester game? Yeah, the referee got a call in his ear after VAR. <laughs> ten minutes on, so Bournemouth score. Yeah, <laughs> it was the worst ten minutes of my life. I can imagine what what he felt like on the grounds. Just watching it on the telly was hard enough. So <laughs> could hear the whistles from as soon as the the fourth whistle all held the boards up. You could hear the whistles going, and it was like blow the whistle, get it done. But yeah, ten minutes. I think um, like Lee said before, you were expecting five, six. Yeah, and ten. I don't know where he got ten from. There was a few stoppages, but it wasn't ten minutes worth. No. I don't know where, where that come from, but yeah, as we say, we held on in the end. But that chance at the end from um, whoever it was, I was like nailed on to that's what the 10 minutes was for, for them to get that one chance. Yeah, definitely. We Pickford was switched on and got us oh. over the line. <laughs> Big time, mate. He, he didn't have uh, a lot to do Pickford, actually, but you know, it's, it's also all about concentration, isn't it? And this is what separates a good goalkeeper from a, an average goalkeeper. Um, as you say, he was switched on there and incredibly, incredibly important. Um, and you can see how much it meant to him when he made the save. Like, and, you know, he was chanting and cheering and 
high five and Jenny Mina and all that. It was incredible. Um, Graeme, you, you just jumped in there, mate, and, and so glad you can get on to give us your feelings as well, mate, because I know obviously, you know, yesterday was uh, we were all over the place, um, but you know, we actually spoke on the phone straight after it, and we we were a, we were a mess, like. But talk to us, mate. Overall, you know, your your first thoughts, mate, in the first half was a bit flat, and how you felt at half time when Leicester were winning. Obviously, your feelings when Decore scored as well. Talk to us. How are we, the boys? Like <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, what a what a ninety minutes, what a. Yeah. 24 cents, maybe 36 or yep. whatever. The tie in just before the now. Still surreal. I'm fucking knackered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I, I'm paying for yesterday. I'm full on daddy daycare today. Rightfully <laughs> so, to be fair. Um, usually I'm, I'm Mr. Positive with most things, but when it comes to Everton, I'm Mr. Negative. <laughs> I was going to go out for the match. He says, I'll sit on. I was, I was going to buy a couple of beer. And the wife says, Well, if, if you. For all things for the wife, they say if you're gonna put it out into the universe, positivity and do it, we'll go for it. So yeah, there's a bottle of Jameson and a big bottle of <laughs> <laughs> Fizz bot as well. Um <laughs> let's just say I but by the end of the night I was I was absolutely rat arsed. I was asleep <laughs> on the sofa by nine with one sock on. I wasn't doing anything we weren't one sock by the way, but I was just lying with that. And, <laughs> Jeans were open because I was bloated. <laughs> but I could have done it when the Corey scored that goal. But no, listen, hey, and in, in regard what let let's I'm sure you guys have said it. I'm only getting the noise to say I haven't stopped. Um it's relief, mm. not joy. Yeah. You know, it's it's release, not not greatness. You know, it's it's this strange feeling because we want to enjoy it but we know we can't because yeah. it's not fair and we should never have been in the position to get that so it's ultimately the best feeling of a bad situation yeah in regards to the game the lineup the skeptic in me was saying like you guys know fine rightly i lost i lost i lost my tits and i was just like he's fucking playing the team that he should have been playing weeks ago yeah and we all said he should have been playing weeks ago yeah I can't help but do it. I am I am a white monger, I'm sorry. But I'm just like, <laughs> put that team out. They say nearly, if it didn't work, well, that's what you wanted. I'm sorry, mm. but that, that's my mindset. Mm. Daesh came out after the game and he said some good things, but no, I, I don't find his words very inspiring. I don't I don't find them very solid. I find them very hollow. So I really, really hope that he that he sticks by what he says. He did call the board a bit. Yeah. Something. But I'm, I'm jumping ahead of my way here. But yeah. As for the game, uh, first half, I thought we were in control the whole game. Yeah. I really did. This is the thing. I wasn't terrified, but I just did not know where the goal was going to come from. Incontrollable, and, toothless. Yeah. Well, well, pretty much, yeah, you know what I mean? But um, I think I said this in the first 10 minutes in, you guys know why I was praising James Garner. Yeah. What what a game. What Brilliant. a game. We've been, look, again, we've been looking for that right back, and, and there mm. he was, that, that stand-in. Yeah, but ultimately you want him in the middle now to grow and, be, and yeah. go go further. I thought Boris mistake that almost led to a goal where Mina covered brilliantly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but um, James Tarkovsky was brilliant. That Cody, bit shaky the first wee bit, a few mm. weird touches, but I thought Cody grew into the game. I thought he did really well. Don't know if you guys touched on it, but Andrew was mentioning too, like we missed his diagonals, and you know what? They were a good outlet. Yeah, at some point, um. 
I thought that, yeah, I mean, uh, I know people are like, he's made a with the picks. No, he's done this. I know, I know, but he is a class defender. If he mm -hmm. had a state fit for us, we would never be in this baller. If he, if he could put on minutes that James Tarkovsky can put on. If, if you had him mean it, it'd have been fit, like for the length of time that he's been at the club, he'd have been towards what Van Dyke was to the shite, in my opinion. Yeah, why not? Because he, he, he's, he's brilliant. I wonder if he's going back to South America, he must have just given up on it or he's made that much of us. Mm. But um, yeah, just, just I thought Ghana was outstanding. I was a bit critical of who will be watching it. I'm not going to lie. Sort of, I was starting to see. I don't know, 44 men in the pitch coming towards the end. It was getting pretty well on. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought I thought our only passenger was Onana. That was, that's the only criticism, not the only negatives. It's just, he's a whole lot of, not much, to be absolutely honest. But mm -hmm. anyway, that's, that's, I can rip him in a hard time. Uh, what, what, were you, what were you feeling when people, you saw of, the Leicester results? What were you feeling then? Is what I'm coming. I was, was going to just talk about what I thought of players and then come to the emotions. Yeah, but just, just to finish off on that, as I say, yeah. uh, Garner did what he could. Some of the cutouts he was doing was absolutely brilliant for me. Mm. I just thought he was a cut over the red. Seen Demari Gray get loads of shit on Twitter, so I just had to get the teeth out. I really did. Um, I started acting an absolute mess on Twitter and getting on the boys. But, uh, <laughs> Not like you, mate. Demari Gray, for all he lacked, he, he put in some effort. He put a shift in. He put yeah. on some shift for me. He really did. He's never going to head goals like like Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's not going to make the same runs. He's not built that way. He's not built that way at all. Excuse me, what? Someone else cut off. Yeah, he's uh, Paul. What What do you make of uh, the Manny Gray there? Because I, I I do agree. He's not he's not great up front because he has to play with his back to the goal and and he does struggle with that sometimes. <laughs> but he was putting himself about and running into the channels and he, he did put a shift in, like... Yeah, he had a so, go, you know. He did have a go, didn't he? Yeah. I agree with Graham there. The problem with, with Gray is, obviously, he's not a striker, so he drifts out. That's that's yeah. the only that's the only negative, but he's not a striker. So, mm. he's going up yeah, again he... against two big lads, isn't he? And, you know, Paul, he did put a shift literally, in. Paul, literally right, up, right below where you were sitting, like, and I was thinking on you at the time, too, you just did press on, but there was one where... Like the ball snapped out, and I think it will be slapped it on just right along the six six yard. Yeah, it did. And like everybody straight away, like so I was constantly looking at Twitter, and people were just giving him death. I'm like, that's not his game. You have to be, you have to be fine tuned. You know to do that. And yes, he's a forward player, but you see, Gray, even corners and everything. That chance that he had, Jesus, I thought went done the first half. Mm. That's his area. He operates between the sixteen and twenty yard. That that's that's his danger zone. You know what I mean? That, that's where he works his best. So ultimately, he was going down soft a lot, but he was getting fucking kicked to bits. I thought he had a really good game. No, he did. He did. Really, really no, he good. did. He did. He absolutely put a shift in. Um, yeah. I think it was just getting to the point where we needed a focal point. Um, yeah. Just before the goal, obviously, we. I think the crowd was starting to say, look, we need something now. Let's go. Let's go route one. Let's yeah. do that. And obviously, Gray's not yeah. the guy for route one, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I think that, that was kind of the thing. But now the lad put an absolute shift in, you know. But it's just the problem is the balls we put into the box because he's not a natural striker. Well, have we got a natural striker? Um, four goals <laughs> no, between all our strikers would suggest not. Um, yeah. So I, th I think another thing, pull on that too, is to say 
we don't have attacking players in our squad at the moment that can adapt. Mm. Like where they'll pull that back, and every time they will, they'll run to the six yard and pull it back to that sixteen, that grey danger zone, sixteen to twenty yard mark. Yeah, where you know where they would snap it back. Usually, you know where your centre forward is. If he hangs a penalty spot, if he hangs a six yard, it's nearly like a natural instinct. Yeah, even at that, we don't have that player who can literally just pull the ball from nowhere to like whip it back. But mm-hmm. um. Yeah, no, I just, I just think I, w- I wanted to get on there and be a mouthpiece about about uh Demario Gray because if you're giving him, if you're giving him shit for what he was trying to do, mm. I don't think football's for you. And I'll, I'll put that out there. <laughs> By all means, tweet me if you disagree. I'll have it out. But it's mental. It's absolutely mental at viewpoint. So, um, the one that got, excuse me, the one that got to me was wasn't great. It was a Wobie more for me. My head was falling off watching the game when I was watching because it's like he either carries the ball for too long, yeah, or he's oh, or he's okay. he gets so far and then and then like turns around and it's got to go backwards. There's no, mm. and I think one of the lads I was watching the game with said like we we haven't got uh, I mean like you're saying about like the attacks and that we haven't got a forward who can take that last man on. No. No one's got the. I mean, Gray maybe with his pace sometimes, but then, like you say, if he's playing up front, it's a different game he's playing. But you know, you you don't expect you know if if McNeil's on the left and he's going up against the a right back, or if it's a Wobi through the middle or on the wing, you don't ever expect them to just be able to do what these other wingers who are a cut above to do. Um, yeah. yeah. See the thing it, as well, we will be seeing. It was annoying me too because it was like he was piggyback. I will be was doing well, don't get me wrong, but it was as if he kept getting the McNeil's way. Mm. For a player mm. who loves to be central, he could not wait to hug that left-hand side. Yeah. It, for me, it just felt like he was getting in McNeil's way, but then he's seen some of the other things he was doing to help the Corey transition, yeah. so it was working in one breath mm. and really frustrating on the other, so I, I completely agree with you there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it- Every one of them, they all put a shift in. Can't say, I mean, like Grace said, Onana's probably the one that you'd say was the passenger. Didn't really notice him, um, you know, doing much. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it was just a great while watching the game. Obviously, your nerves and all stuff like that are kicking in. And then, he, you know, he's spinning round like his uncle. Um, <laughs> and he, he he's doing a, a lot of nothing sometimes. But then he puts them shifts in. Um and we know he do, you know he's probably got the biggest engine out of our squad mm. along with the core and probably McNeil now I, I was saying yesterday, um but yeah it, it was more a Wobie for me yesterday than great that was getting on my nerves like but yeah it was an Anna for me he was he was fucking me up mm. there was like there was there was cases where the ball was out with the Wobie and and McNeil. And I swear to God, the amount of space at the back post and you knew they were going to lift it on. And he literally just stopped and stared. Mm. And I was just going, what? But then he's inexperienced. I get all that. But um, I, don't, I thought he's had more game time than any of our signings this season, apart from Tarkovsky, obviously. Yeah. I was thinking, or at least from midfield forward, I don't know what he would say. Or maybe he probably has. He's had more than McNeil, everything. Mm. And he just, he, I, I just feel like he's... He progressed and progressed, and then he's just sort of since that last. I think injury, he's been holding himself back. I, I I just maybe think he lost his groove. You know, he may have just lost that flow after his last injury there. But he just 
I don't know. Always, I don't want to turn. Uh, this isn't a slating thing. They stayed up. It's not a loving either by any means. Mm. By any means, I think every single fan, fan and their dog and their toothbrush is waiting for if they're lucky enough to have teeth or waiting <laughs> to see if if there's going to be changes at boardroom or at the club or what's going to happen here. Like yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I've 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 listened to a few things few things since and everybody seems to be in the mindset that we're waiting on the news that everything's changed. Yeah. So, needs to. Something needs but, to change um, me, yeah. I just have a question for you guys. Maybe you covered it, but how were you feeling at half time whenever you seen Leicester were up? Um oh by the way, it's it's great to see Harvey Barnes is the greatest player in the Premier League that's available for transfer. <laughs> Man <or> two, like <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's all right, but well, you, you answer you answer that first, mate. What were your feelings like at half time when you seen oh, West Ham let us down? Like, I already had about four shits, lad, in two hours. I was still <laughs> so uh, basically, me, I just went to the kitchen, I poured another pint, and I just sank it. I just says, Nah, I'm staying positive, and we're getting mm. this, yeah, kind of came on there about cross eyed, but yeah, yeah, it was it was nervous, like, it was, emotional, like, it was that awful, was mate. And when um, that goal, I'm delighted, Corey, too. Just, just to find it because I've had a fair bit of moan. What a strike and what a turnaround! Yeah, incredible. I, I think he's got seven goals since Dice came in, hasn't he? On this podcast, I have given him ridiculous amounts of shit and rightfully so at times. But my God, just to to be becoming that link man, it's the, yeah. And you can see it's trained. And I will give Dice that credit because Decore did not bomb as hard forward, like move forward with the ball. Hmm. I'm sorry for the comparison, but the last player I seen do that as much as him in a physical sense was Ross Barkley. Hmm. It was, yeah. and you know what? The way he's carrying the ball, and that, as I say, that link with the Wobie, just as the Wobie was really pissing me off, and I was just starting to join the dark side with, with him. Then he would do these link ups, just just one touches, and where he would move fast for Decore. Hmm. Decore seems to have this great awareness when his body's in the pivot and turning. He has yeah. more control. He's not as erratic and he's coming out with the ball. Yeah. And he was so dangerous. And they have the balls to hit that shot. And when you see what that Incredible. hit them in his face. Incredible. Jesus Christ. That was just... Well, that's it. He knows now he's an ever in Regardless of how he's felt in the past, things we mm -hmm. fans, this, that, and the other. He's got one more year to, to see if he wants to progress and move on with the club. But that, if that does not ignite something inside your heart, the feeling and love in this club, he'll get yeah. a song now. He'll yeah. get a song. He now has the number eight slash ten. That's his spot. It will be lost out on mm -hmm. it. It's now a player to compliment him. And then yep. the bigger question is do you reward him further or find the next? Because yep. obviously, as I said, the club's taking a butt. Unbelievable. And then as for that last 10 minutes, every minute felt like five. Yeah. Every minute felt like Incredible. five. Oh geez. It's exhilarating. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned Decore in number 10 because it's uh, all the money that we've wasted and all the number 10s we've seen come and, come and go over the last few years. Decore's stood out in the number 10 position where others haven't. Um, you know, he, he's been a very, very unlikely number 10. We all thought we were getting maybe a number 8 or number 6, whatever the case may be. But he's turned into fucking Tim Kale, like since Dice came in. Do you know what I mean? He's been <laughs> popping up in the box with some important yeah. goals and... It's my favourite Everton player, Behave. Yeah, <laughs> nearly, almost. But yeah, he's no, he's he's made that number ten his own, um, and he's he deserved that goal. He he's been brilliant since Dice took over, and, and fair enough. I'm, I'm again, I've I've given him a lot of stick, but he's earned his money for the next twelve months there, 
Um, and then that's how you want to look at it, though, John. Just and yeah, I'd love to know what the boys think. Just and would you agree? Because we can all just say he's been shit for this long. But one of my biggest issues was he's been mismanaged. Then we got mm. all the praise under Ancelotti because he was basically James Rodriguez's yard dog, just cleaning up whenever he could. And then he was just trying to form a partnership with Alan, and that was all over the place. And it's settling, and it nearly feels like he's he's been told like, well, it, it kind of was, wasn't it? Dice wanted him at Burnley. He says, "Yeah, you're my man." Yeah, and it's built around him, so you can see that coming out, and you really, really can. But even as you say, I'm sitting thinking now you're saying about Tim Cahill, but I'm not going <laughs> to argue. To be fair, some of some of those goals that he's pulled out of nowhere, just been technique that you didn't think he has. Yeah, well, he's normally Tim Cahill should have had some of the technique he showed. Yeah, go ahead, Lee. He's normally Bambi on ice, isn't he? But yeah, what's it? He's you know what? Too... I was I said it last night in our chat, didn't I? You look back to that city game away, and he's sitting on that ball, sulking like a big. Well, we all thought he was sulking like a big baby mm. while all the other players were warming up. Yeah, and now he's literally, he's literally along with McNeil and Pickford. Them three have basically dragged us over the line. Yeah, his goals mm. are basically well. He scored the goal that kept Everton in the Premier League. Yeah, that will never, no one can ever take that away from him. No, I'm not saying he's he's the be all and end all, but Incredible. I mean, what yeah. about I, I know, what you're saying, if he can keep that level up, Lee, he's like Bambi on bath salts for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> <That's his head. laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. he's like he's went from Bambi and Ice to cocaine bear. He's been our main not... striker this season. Believe like it's funny, isn't it? How things happen, but you know, uh, when we need like, a goal, again, I, just, I can't help but be the miserable ever <laughs> And you just think we were all crying for that shape. That's mm. oh, but Dice doesn't do the three, but it worked. Yeah, Cody marshaled the three, so Mina and Tarkovsky were just yard dogs. They were hounds from hell, foaming mm-hmm. the mouth, rabies, going for everything. Yeah, I Mina too. He, he had me in fucking tears laughing. He actually relieved some of my stress. <laughs> I am going to miss them shenanigans. Like, mm. fucking hell, man. He is funny. I tell you what, he was a lucky boy. Did you see the bite mark on Solanke's chest? Yeah. He, he definitely yeah, he, sunk. Remember he lay on... Remember he lay on... <laughs> he lay on Pickford as well. <laughs> Pickford caught the ball. <laughs> and it was... I can't um, remember who it was. He was halfway up the pitch and he lay on the guy and the guy was getting up and he was just sort of... Yeah. Rocking his pelvis on them, then too, getting up his all my friend, but it was nah, like proper digging he's up. He's just denied. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah we and he also used our best badge as well in his farewell video. He did, yeah. I noticed that as well. Yeah, shocking yeah. that from his team. But, badge. Love it. Yeah, love it. It's a really nice little video from him, actually. And you know, to see the the tribute and, and him obviously speaking in English as, as well was just a really nice little video. And you could see how much it meant to him in the game. You know, he, he was. He was he was a giant, literally a giant. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to come to the euphoria at the end of the game. Um, Paul, obviously, some of the fans ran on the pitch and you know mimicking the the moment from last season. But I was just thinking there, mate. What what get off the? What are you doing? Like, what are you celebrating here? Get off the pitch. I, I don't know how you felt. Did you stay in the stands? Yeah, I don't know if you're there, for, but. The majority of the fans were booing the ones that ran on, um, yeah, which I think it's been yeah. pointed out. Yeah, it, it was mostly kids. They were doing these slides and selfies and stuff like that. So, but we just wanted them off. Do you know what I mean? Because the sack the board chance came in not long after we celebrated staying up. Um, yeah. 
which you know I know we're all not looking at that as a as some kind of mega achievement because it's it's, it's embarrassing mm. um, for it to, to be so soon. I was there in 94, 98 last year and this year. It's not good, you know what I mean? That's yeah. staying on 44 years old. And, I, you know, I've seen more of this than I've seen success, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's insanity. So, yeah. It's... Tell you what, though, Paul. Paul, your hairline looks well for four of relegation survival. <laughs> <laughs> good hairline on you. Yeah, but Turkey's all right, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's I turn your brightness down with them teeth. Jesus, mate. <laughs> Turkey ball. I'm out of I've just put my phone lights on there. I haven't put any money in the left. Um, <laughs> but you know what? No, I, it, well, it was euphoric. But I, you know what? I've I seen lads there. I forgot to mention before. Went down the toilet a couple of times. And there was, there was fellas who couldn't watch the game. They were in the gantry just literally just... Like standing with a beer, they couldn't go up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, you you feel for all them fans. You know what I mean? It's sort of like I've got like a little row of our fellas in front of me. They're all like good 80s, 70s, 80s, and you know you talk about like players they've seen and stuff like that. And then you look at these oh, prima donnas, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? And mm. you know they're not fighting for the badge. You know, yeah, he's a great lad and all that. But what's he on about six mil a season? Played yeah. about. 30 games in five years. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the official stats are. Kids walk away with about a mill, mill a game. Yeah. This is it, John, isn't it? Know what I mean? So you look at the lifeblood, you look at the new kids coming through. You know, there's a lad with, you know, a couple of young youngsters there. You've got kids yourselves and stuff like that. And you look and think, in this modern day, would you put your kids through Everton? Do you know what I mean? So mm. I'm just hoping that this is the, the final message. It was euphoric for a bit. We tried to get those kids off the pitch, and then you know the chances at the board did come through. Yeah, um, you know we stayed for that. And we tried our best, and you know we need. Hopefully, with I don't know if we'll get. It. I don't think we will. I'm just hoping that the message and and you know the scenes around the ground, the marches and stuff like that will continue, and yeah, some kind of message will ram home. Hopefully, this you know this investment comes through. New people, mm. even if they said there's two people on the board, and we're gonna. You know, at some point, I was Ken Knight. I yeah. cling to that, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, you know, see that stadium finished um, and we can all settle down into a nice new home and, mm. you know, hopefully there's a bright future. So we cling to that, don't we? We cling to the what-ifs. Yeah. Um, the now's grin, really is. Um, you know, you sort of, you don't want to go through this again. I don't want to go through it again myself and you guys no. don't. But, yeah, it was euphoric scenes and, and, I'm really I'm playing. I know we say it every season, rebuilds and football reviews and whatever, strategic reviews, but I'm just hoping that we do get some real change and yeah. Bloody hell, this club can get some new life breathed into it and we can all, you know, get some real like confidence back and we tackle it. Because these fans we've got lads, everyone on this pod and and, and all the fans across the world, man, the magic aren't they? They're unreal. Big time, yeah. Right, we're watching, do you know what I mean? So I'm, mm. Yeah, let's hope it's the new dawn for at last and uh, yeah. we can kick on it. Hopefully, mate, hopefully. Uh, James, I'll, I'll come to you, mate, on, regarding the uh, fans on the pitch. Mate. What, what's your thoughts around that? Um, do you feel like, you know, some of them have the right to celebrate and get on the pitch or do you feel like, you know, do you know what, that's it's a bit silly because like, the FA are going to slap us on the wrist? Yeah. It just... I don't think they'll do anything to us for that one, to be absolutely honest, because... It was Kenny controlled. They'll see that the it wasn't lost control. It was a bunch of as as Paul said, a bunch of kids ran on, and you know it was quickly sorted out. And there might be a small fine, but it's not like 
last season. Ultimately, if they were taken to a court, though, there was some sort of, you know, appeal to a charge. Mm. They would say, look, just kids not knowing, and they thought this was a thing, and you could see the majority of the fans stayed in in their in their seats. Yeah. So, and and they and they encourage people getting off. So there's a culture in football. Look at Man City. Look everywhere else. Look at Villa too. I think there was a few there. So, like. Kids are trying to start these new narratives, especially with social media and all that other stuff. You know, there's even people that podcast the weirdos, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it means us. But there's people do all sorts of things for online stuff, you know. So yeah. there, there is a case that the club could appeal because the last thing we need to charge because a million, you know, if there's a charge and someone's saying it could be near like a million or something or whatever. Yeah. It's massive, yes. It's massive. Yeah, well it was three hundred grand last season, so yeah, yeah, it's only gonna get worse. Uh James, what what were your thoughts on the situation there, mate? Yeah, um I totally agree with everyone. I feel like people handle different situations in their own ways and if they want to run on the pitch and that's how they let their emotions out, then mm. obviously all the police officers and the stewards aren't gonna stop forty thousand people trying to barge past the Mardi so no. Uh, I feel like last season's one was more of, um, I don't know where to say this without it sounding like it was more, more of a, like a, a great escape rather than mm. more relief in, in any in, in a way that I'm yeah. trying to put it. Um, <clears throat> this season's one, I feel, wasn't it? Yeah. It was more like the two nil down and the yeah. Arsenal next, and then it was forty five minutes of absolute mayhem. Mm. And it's hard not to react like that. Yeah. Especially yeah. the whole Cavalier scenario out all season, diving header. Yeah. Michael King hitting the ball like he's fucking Holland or something, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. Um Shane, what about you, mate? It definitely had a, a different kind of feel to it, didn't it? Yeah. We said at the end of last season that it can't happen again and we've you know, we're gonna say it again this time. Um like you say Paul hit the nail on the head. It looked like the majority of them were kids and then the majority of the crowd were booing them and then it led them to sack the board. Um, the, the main reason you don't want to do it is because you don't want it to look like it's a, you know, an achievement to the board because yeah. then fucking Bill sat there then thinking he's done his job, he's kept us up and yeah. like that, you know, he's he's done a good job and I've said on another pod as well, like, you know, Vida went down. He he wouldn't he wouldn't leave because he'd be what he'd be the one that wants to get Everton back up and have that yeah. on his empty plaque of things he's done for Everton. So yeah, um, yeah, it was more more frustrating, but obviously it was a lot more uh, controlled, so it doesn't look as bad. Um, but yeah, it's just I th- I think that everyone's just more it. it I mean, we're always fed up with Everton and stuff like that, but mm. obviously, like Gray said as well, like where the game went a little little different. So I think this time it was just more people were there and they're just like, well, yeah, this can't happen again and we, we can't show, like say, the emotions that we did last time. Yeah. No, I it, it definitely felt um, a bit strange, actually. It was, it was just... I don't know what it was. I'm kind of I'm not surprised that we were in that situation again because obviously, you know, we lost some major assets in the summer and obviously didn't replace them or anything. And we we didn't get anyone in January and 
it was just really, really bad on top of the injuries and stuff. So I'm really not surprised that we were in that that mess again. But it just felt like it was just absolutely exhausting. I suppose is the word. Mm. Um, it was more of a um, last year was you know it, it came out in in a kind of just celebrating the fact that we have stayed up because we hadn't seen that situation before obviously since the 90s so for those who hadn't experienced it some of them this was their first time of experiencing it last year but but this year it definitely had a different feel to it lee lee what what's your how do you feel about the whole situation the second time around mate yeah well um i i wasn't part of the pod last year but mm. when we stayed up but I did say on Twitter and even the club said it, the club came out and said, and it, there was a big front page on the Echo, you know we promised this won't happen again yeah. but it fucking did yeah. and you know, third time if it happens again I don't think we'll be so lucky No. and that that's part of the reason why they've got to go there the reason why we're in this position and I didn't even want to talk about them because I'm on fucking holiday <laughs> and I don't want to talk about fucking killing us on the show needs. But you know what? You can all fuck off. Yeah. Every single one of them. Mm. You know, I, I was just going to ask, um, ask Paul, actually, because obviously I went on Twitter. I tried to stay off Twitter before the match. I didn't want not, not to see nothing. But mm. I've seen them scenes on County Road, mate, before the game. Yeah. I mean, what other fan base does that? I don't think Leicester were in there fucking, like, around the streets of their no. grounds, all Leeds fans were. No, like, we have got the best fan base in the world, and I don't care. And I am biased, but mate, they was basically we closed off County Rose. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's yeah. just unbelievable. And you know, I don't blame some of the fans, the kids jumping on the pitch and that. You know, I mean, if I was there in '98 or if I was there last year, I'd have probably done the same. Mm. Fucking hell, I, I tried to get on the pitch when Hibbert scored in his testimonials. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But although the club did advocate that they did put all over their social media as if it scores, we'd riot. And yeah. he did. So but no, I mean a massive I mean the fans are just unbelievable. They have been for the last twenty odd years. I mean, I think something came out, we sold out all out of the way allocation this year. Yeah. And yet we only won twice on the road. Yeah, we beat Brighton five one, and we beat Southampton two one. Yeah, they were the two sole wins in the league this season away from home, and yet they're still selling out three and a half, four, five thousand tickets mm. every other week. Yeah, spending fortunes to go and watch this club that is basically a shadow of its former self. Mm. Yeah, wow. no, you're spot on, mate. Hit the nail on the I head. There. I just went on a little bit of a rant about fucking shit like what. This, this, this boards and the people that have had control of this club for the last twenty odd years mm. do not deserve this fan base. No, not at all, mate. When you when you consider the the shit we've had to put up with this season, you know, selling our biggest assets in the summer, we didn't replace them. You know, five fullbacks injured, um, our only decent striker has been crocked. Lowest goal scorers in the league didn't buy any players. The board taking jabs at the fans on a weekly basis. You know, a, a narcissist of a chairman, a completely inept owner. You know, it, it's not a surprise that we're in this situation, but something's got to give now. We're absolutely sick of it. Um, but you know what I've seen as well the other day? I didn't realise this is how long this season's drawn out. Um, Denise Badabaxendale put in a programme notes 
for the Wolves game on Boston Day that yeah. we're all doing a good job, we're all striving forward. Mm. And now literally six months later, it looks like all of them could be out of a job. Yeah. I mean, fuck, <laughs> our time comes at you fast, day. Yeah. Certainly. Leave without going down that rabbit hole. You don't want to, but that's the sign of people who are completely oblivious to the job oh, they're yeah. doing. Well, that's what I was just going to touch on. You read, like, I've seen loads of people saying, why haven't no one been sacked yet? I genuinely still, until yesterday, I don't think they thought they were doing a bad job. No. Until they heard 38,000 Evertonians singing, smack yep. the board. Mm. I still think there was a little back. bit of them that thought, we'll get away with this. Yeah. We'll come back next season, first game, whoever it is, whether we're home or away. And the dust will have settled. Mm. But no, this isn't going away. No, bridges are burnt. Well and truly yeah. burnt. Um, yeah, and just before we we, 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 uh, we go as well, I'll ask you like your players of the year or your player of the season. Um, James, I'll start with you, mate. Have you got a standout performer this season? Or if you, if you want to split it in two, you know, under Lampard and under Dice, that's... You can do that as well. I won't do any under Lampard. Um, <laughs> <shite> under him. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the easiest one. I'm just going to say Pickford. I feel like yeah. without, I mean, between them sticks, we'd be in a lot worse position yeah. than we did mm. on that final day. Um, he's he's shown his work. I know what when he first signed, he was a bit. He, he was young, obviously. Where any people used to criticise him a lot, then he got the England's number one, and ever since then he's been. Unbelievable for us. He's kept yeah. like last season, kept us in in the league. The save against Chelsea this season, penalty yep. at Leicester. Mm. And um, he's been he's been amazing. So he's he'd be my player of the season. Yeah, definitely, mate. He's he's no one could argue with that. I suppose. Uh, Lee, I'll come to you, mate. Who's your pick for player of the season there? Yeah, same Pickford. He's. Yeah. I mean, it's between him and I'd say him and Tarkovsky, but there mm. was. If you remember when Cody got dropped, I don't think many fans would have complained whether Cody or Tarkovsky got dropped. Yeah. Because the two of them weren't playing well. Whereas mm. Pickford has been like I wouldn't he's not been outstanding all season, but he's been the most consistent. Yeah. He's been the player that we've that we've relied on that we can call upon. Yeah. When we've needed him. So for me, Pickford's mm. just and I'd say Tarkovsky just behind him, but just for that little wobble that he had. Like after Dice took over, yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, Tarkovsky's not a bad shout either. He played the most minutes of any outfield player this season, um, and obviously had, he had the most blocks for any defender in the league this season as well, which is is brilliant. But again, that's a knock on the way we've been playing. Uh, Shane, what about you, mate? Who's your pick for player of the season? It'll probably have said Pickford, but I'll go for someone different. So I'm going to say Coleman. Yeah. When he played for the majority of the season till he had that bad injury, I don't think there was a game where he put a foot wrong. Mm. And then obviously since he's been out, even with Patson coming in and then being injured, um, you know, it took him a bit of time in the games he played to yeah. look like he was settled there. But how long's Coleman been here and we've always struggled to even replace him when he's been out injured. Yeah. Um I just think he's consistent. Consistent and this season's probably one of the better ones he's had in the past few years, even mm. like since he had the leg break. So, Tarkovsky's a shelter as well. I'd say Pickford, but behind him for me, it was Coleman. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. Honestly, again, can't argue with it. Um, Paul, who's your pick, mate? Uh, do you know what? I'm gonna go for as Dice come in, and obviously we we booked ten a little bit. So I'm gonna say to Corey Stroke McNeil, um, for the for for what he did on the running, um, create like creating and providing goals, which Mm. basically we haven't had, um. And we were all worried when we didn't sign a striker in January and then to have took that on. Can't remember what McNeil finished on. Was it seven, maybe? Seven yeah. goals? Mm. I think that the Corey scored five, I think, in the running. Uh, a couple of assists in there. I think McNeil got a few assists as well. So, and honestly, I can't believe him saying McNeil because at, at the beginning, mate, honestly, I thought he was shite. Mm. Honestly. <laughs> um, if he looked like he, he just ran in straight lines, just yeah. didn't know where he was going. Um and at one point, mate, I thought he'd just carry on running through Stanley Park. He's literally <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, but no, he dice come in, give him his due on this one. He, you know, utilised them, give him a bit of confidence, and that's maybe mm. what the lad needs. And yeah. uh, brought the Corian from the cold. So yeah, I'll go for them too, mate. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a funny one. McNeil actually, I was calling him McSquail and McShite and all this to what and runs with a piano <laughs> on his back and all that. So no, he's he's turned it around massively, mate. It's yeah, nice out. Uh, Graham, what about you, mate? Your pick of the season? Jordan fucking Pickford. Yeah. And I, he's just, he's unbelievable. Mm. He can, people can talk about where he has this mistake where he parries the ball back into danger zones, and that's yeah. just his style. That's, that's how he, he goaltends ultimately. But you can literally say it from those draws, those first six draws under, under, under Lampard, um, even. Remember back to the forest one, it just he's seen the ball, no one else seen on the grave for that goal. Mm. Um, there's just constant things like that, just match one and saves game after game. Yeah, so I just cannot give it to him again. If you were taking it from Dice or from Christmas, yeah, Paul's on, on the money there in regards to you would say McNeil. I, 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 I've I, I keep mentioning that I'm eating handfuls of humble pie and happy to do so because Dwight McNeil. I'm not going to start and tell well you know, buy him to play on the right hand side that's what I'm saying but um, <laughs> you know utilised him and played the way like as I say he managed to get a yard of pace he got better he got calm, more confident mm. yep. his levels have been up and I can't wait to see what he can do next season settle when he feels like an Everton player but Jordan fucking Pickford that man yep. is immense and I hope everybody keeps thinking he's shite so he stays with us there's mm. rumours today that he's linked away and he doesn't want to he wants to stay yep. even better yeah. Um, I from a young player of the season, I would have to go for Seamus Coleman. I just think <laughs> he had a skip injury. Yeah. He he rolled back the clock. Up, he was see while he was staying fit there, and sort of mm-hmm. while he was sort of fighting, he was fighting when when we were in the when we were deep in the mud. Like he was he was the one scrapping to get us out more than anyone. Yeah. I felt mm-hmm. obviously you can only get that trophy. At Accolade, we, we games so Jordan fucking Pickford and James yeah. Coleman is the young player of the season for me. <laughs> um, so interesting too that there's word that Dice is looking to do a massive clear out. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. I can't wait to see who we get, but um, yeah, interesting. interesting. Yep, um, our top goal scorer McNeil on seven, Decore on five, Demari Gray on four. Uh, top assist Awobi with seven assists and uh, Dwight McNeil on three after that Um, I think my pick would be Pickford as well just because 
as you said, you can kind of replace other players, or the other players can step in, and you can still play the same way. But if your goalkeeper's missing, imagine if we'd have had Begovic for these games, we'd have flopped, like we'd have been down fully. So the way he's gone about himself Mega. and yeah, Beggar Snitch, the the amount of stick that he's got, like um, Pickford, you know, off off rival fans, off pundits, off everybody is enormous. I don't think I've seen a player get as much stick as what he's had throughout the course of a ste- season. It's it's just nuts, like especially over the England jersey. But um, no, the the way he's like matured himself into a a real man and not like a petulant boy. Do you know what I mean? It is is brilliant, and he. He's just been so important. Doing, John, people talk about his mindset and this, that, and the other, and he hasn't got focus and this. Mm. Like, you're talking there about the shit now he gets, and England goalkeepers, like, thank God I'm not, no offence, boys, thank God I'm not English. <laughs> 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 I'm happy to be an ordinary, is what I mean. But, uh, um, no, I'm only joking, I hate all these. But, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> joking aside, like, David Seaman, the first time mm. he got properly hammered after that Ronaldinho goal. Yeah. Crumbled. Paul Robinson crumbled. Joe Hart crumbled. Uh, what do you call it? Twat playing for eggs and uh, Ben Foster. All, all, yeah. all David James even go back then. Them guys could not hack that pressure. No. Say what you want. Them guys' careers have all disintegrated, dissolved, mm-hmm. crumbled, whatever you want to call it, collapsed. Yeah. And it's all been with the burden of that England jersey. Of course. Say what you want. I'm not saying he's the second coming of Christ. That's Seamus Coleman. But what I'm saying is <laughs> that he's Jordan Pickford. People will sit and give him these shit and shit, and he stands up and takes it and carries yeah, it. He does. And I think that's something that's not given enough to him. Yeah. Really, it isn't. And no. even from our own fans, there's fans. I know for a fact they're at the game and they're standing and they're just, they're not liking them. You've heard the criticism in spaces. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say in spaces that they, um, that they watch him and they just give him dogs abuse because they just don't think he's good enough for that. That's yeah. fine. That's their opinion in that case. I think you're wrong, but but okay. Because he carries that burden. But, mm. but he does. He carries you know, that burden. No, he does. Yeah, he does. That shake, and he does not crumble. He is not the reason we are, maybe two or three games a season, he costs us the match. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? How, how many times his players are in that pitch cost us? Mm-hmm. You know, and the shit he gets. Big time. You know what? I've said it before. I said it about Richardson. I said it about Calvary. And I've said it plenty of times about, excuse me, about uh, Jordan Pickford. We lose him. And you'll see what we've lost. Yeah. And it's a fucking dying shame if you can't enjoy him now. Because that feeling, if we, if we were to lose him this summer, boys, we, we lose him. We're fucked. We'd have been because gone, it yeah. matter who you put 100%. on in the pits. If you don't put someone with equal quality between them sticks, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, I was um I was listening to a podcast with um arguably the one of the greatest ever goalkeepers, Mr. Neville Southall, and he said he's a really good goalkeeper. Yeah. So if you don't respect the opinion of one of the best players that's ever put on an Everton shirt, mm. then maybe football isn't for you. But to be yeah. fair, to be fair, the same man Neville Southall had plenty of criticisms of him. Mm. But yeah. He did. But they're very different goalkeepers from a de- very different era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Hall was world world class. Yeah, in yeah. that era. You know what I mean? Mm, definitely, mate. Yeah, I, I think I think Pickford has gone through an awful lot more what more than what Neville Southall has had to put up with as well. And you know, it's it's uh, 
it's incredible like the the you know it, the skin that he's got like to, to take all this is he's got an incredibly thick shield on him to take some slack that he's been getting you know day in day out and big big credit to him for working on his mentality as well in the off season and getting the psychiatrist whatever the case may be that he's done he's 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 done it like and he's he's got the right attitude for the job and and you know it's it's incredible he clearly loves the club as well now as well he he, he does get it um he's in that you know tim kale richarlison kind of mold now where he he's, he's a cult hero so yeah definitely <laughs> no i'm just saying 100 percent. he's the best like i'm thinking the of the everton goalkeepers i've seen in my time yeah yeah easily yeah. easily mate. yeah so yeah definitely jordan pickford uh, gets the majority of ninety-five, like you know, around then, like yeah, just his way out. So that that's where I was. Yeah, I I properly see Neville Southall, and I just thought that was the standard. And he mm. looks a terror and all that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, oh, definitely, mate. Yeah. Oh, Richard Wrong. I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah, no. Jordan Pickford played of the season. Um. To be fair, mate, there's a couple of good shouts in there. Let's just say Coleman. McNeil, Tarkowski, but yeah, Pickford, definitely for me. Um, but yeah, lads. Pay for his goal back in September against West Ham. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this is <laughs> <laughs> well. Actually, I was going to ask you like about your goals of the season, your favourite goals of the season, like, um, and obviously people are saying that Keane won against Spurs, and I, I don't. Mm. I, I, there's only one winner for me, and that was the one that was yesterday from Decore. I don't know about yous. I really enjoyed the Coleman one against Leeds. Yeah. That's not a bad goal, yeah. He's the way he kind of he just sliced it a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. The angle on it was tight. Um and it was a really, really tight game. We didn't look like winning that game apart from that. So yeah, that's that was important. Um Shane, Lad, I'm pretty I'll I'll just go first. I'll I'm go pretty ahead, sure my arse prolapsed the Corey yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll leave it at that, boys. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing I'll say. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm the same, mate. Decore, definitely goal, goal of the season for me. But, uh, yeah. What a, what I a, think, well, I'm going to go something a bit, little bit different. Um, the Marley Grays against City. Yeah. That's not Just a bad he, he literally, if you, I, I'd seen it today, actually. It was on Twitter. Well, no, it was on match of the day actually because it was both a goal of the month, weren't it? Yeah. Like November or so, December. Mm. And you look where he picked that ball up right on the edge of the red edge of City's half, and he just bombs it forwards. Yeah. Doesn't pass. Looks like he, and then he slips. He literally slips. Rodri mm. goes to go for it, and then he just absolutely lacks one mm. in the top corner. Yeah. Wow. So, Vital point. Just a bit difference. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think one that probably so like. Looked over as well as uh, I mean, because of the results, and like it was at the end of the game, but McNeil's against Brighton, yeah, that one was just rocketed it in top yeah. left, mm. um, quality. But I mean, obviously, for the, the best ones, with the core, I mean, Keane's just further out and probably looked better and stuff like that. But I mean, for the occasion and for it to be, yeah, you know, probably the, the sweetest strike he's ever hit and the movement on the ball and stuff, and just like you said, that. The occasion itself, mm. the pressure on it. Yeah. Uh, it'd have to be that one. 
big time mate. We, we haven't got many to choose from anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. I mean, lowest goal scorers in the league, but no, that that one is one that you could, you know, it, it's almost a picture frame goal, isn't it? You know, you could just a still picture of that. You can you can see it like it, it's incredible. So yeah, phenomenal goal. Um, he's got himself on him, but can like wall of shame, and he's certainly, certainly has, mate. Yeah, he's on there. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if he's on there now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. But yeah, lads, thank you so much. I know it's been, as I say, emotional. It's been a roller coaster of emotions, and uh, you know all the stress and relief and. You know intensity and everything it's 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 been a mental mental season and thank you so much for all the supporters who, who've, who've listened to us over this course of the season as well all the rants you know all the all the uh little discussions we've had and, and back and forths it's it's been it's been a, a wild one like and uh thank you to everyone who's supported us by buying us a coffee as well we really do appreciate it so much and yeah. And there'll be a lot more to come for us in the off season as well. You know, we, we'll again we'll be looking back on the course of the season with with different ones. And there's still lads who, who want to get on and give their piece about uh, yesterday's game and, and and the season overall as well. So, yeah, we'll definitely be back soon. And um, yeah, lads, again, thank you so much for joining me. One and, last uh, one last thing, John. Well, mate, go ahead. If anyone from Everton Football Club is is listening, back the fucking board. Yeah. Sack the board, sack the board, yeah, big time. Mate. <laughs> we need, we need to see it, don't we? We need to see it. And I thought we'd get it, you know, tomorrow, this morning. Like, <clears throat> thought we'd see something come out about some little bit of movement. But no, nah, it's it's got to happen this week for sure. Something you just want to hear some rumours of some shuffling goings on that'll put everyone at ease. I feel like this week. So yeah, hopefully we can get something there, and and we'll be back covering that, no doubt. So. Lads, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Evan, are we? That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Aren't We podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family, and maybe even Evertonians you just meet in the street. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching EAW Podcast. And if you've anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at the EAWPodcast at gmail.com.